what biogas is. For country, for example, India, we are fully dependent on natural gas import. So, government of India has a target to reduce this uh, import. We have the potential to produce enough biogas, which can ultimately replace this natural gas import. Uh, as an alternative to CNG, that is why it is called CBG, compressed biogas. It's a renewable alternative to uh, CNG. Uh, government of India initially had a target of uh, setting up 5,000 CBG plant across India by 2023, I think. Government of India has given a, another in incentive. Uh, they have involved all our oil marketing companies like IOCL, BPCL, HPCL, Gale. So, 56 rupees per kg of uh, CBG. So, now they have further uh, changed it and now they have linked it to spicing of natural gas. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Clampanor Show. This episode is in collaboration with CSIR, Indian Institute of Petroleum. In this collaboration, you would see a series of eight episodes featuring eminent scientists from CSIR IIP who are actively working to build an Atmanirbhar Bharat while decarbonizing India's energy footprint. On today's episode, we are speaking with Dr. Sawman and Dr. Swapnil on biogas. Why is biogas increasingly gaining momentum in India's renewable energy basket? Why is biogas a prominent future fuel? On this episode, let's break down everything. I hope you enjoy the conversation and while you do that, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Welcome Dr. Swapnil and Dr. Salman and The Climapanor Show. So I was just reading about a technology and we just had a discussion about that, you know, how you're actually upgrading the biogas to, you know, raw biogas to pipeline uh, quality. So like before we actually go into the technology, I really want to understand from you that let's first break down what biogas is and why is the why the technology that you are creating is relevant at this point of time. So biogas is basically a complex gas mixture uh, consisting of carbon dioxide, methane, hydrogen sulfide, moisture. Basically, uh, these four are the uh, principal con uh, comp uh, content, but there could be other some minor con uh, contaminants also. But uh, let's focus on these four. Out of these four, the major uh, components are CO2 and methane, almost in one is to one uh, ratio. Not exactly, I mean, uh, let's say it, uh, CO2 content is around 40 to 45 percent, and uh, balance is methane mainly. Hydrogen sulfide uh, can vary from ppm, 500 ppm to let's say up to 3 percent. It, it all depends on uh, which, uh, uh, from which source we are producing this raw, this raw biogas. And this raw biogas is produced by anaerobic decomposition of organic matter, okay, under uh, air free or under oxygen free condition. Under, under a closed system, there are classes of organism, uh, bacteria. We call it them anaerobic bacteria. They decompose uh, this complex uh, organic materials uh, that could, can be carbohydrate, that can be protein, can be fat. They ultimately, they convert them to this gas type of gas mixture. Okay, so there are environmental angle to that. If we, I mean, as you know, in India, many these uh, municipal solid wastes. Okay, they are not properly. I mean. Nowadays, uh, these awareness has come, now they are getting segregated and uh, people are generating, industries are also generating biogas out of that. But earlier, it used to rot in the, in, in the environment. So in that process, it was uh, basically they are producing methane, okay. So methane is a potent, potent greenhouse gas. 
if you see the greenhouse gas potential of methane it is actually more harmful than carbon dioxide carbon dioxide is more talked about uh, greenhouse gas everybody knows about carbon dioxide but methane is another deadly component for increasing earth's temperature by greenhouse gas so the greenhouse gas potential of methane for a but methane has on advantage than carbon dioxide is that it has low residence time in atmosphere compared to carbon dioxide so it has a typically 12 years lifetime so but if we if we compare the greenhouse gas potential of methane vis-a-vis carbon dioxide so for 20 years period the greenhouse gas potential of methane is around 84 times that of carbon dioxide. Okay, and similarly for a 100 years uh, uh, time comparison, the greenhouse gas potential of methane will be around 25 to 27 times that of carbon dioxide. So methane has huge greenhouse gas potential, and also methane. Uh, this is the negative side of methane, but the positive side is, is that it has calorific value, so we can use it as a fuel. Okay, so in that context, we can use biogas as a renewable fuel. So our country, for example, India, we are fully dependent on natural gas import, hugely dependent on natural gas import. Okay, so government of India has a target to reduce this uh, import uh, by indigenous sources, from indigenous sources. So, so uh, this biogas could, could be one potential area where we, we can actually replace this, uh, we have the potential to produce enough raw, enough biogas which can ultimately replace this natural gas import completely. Okay, provided we meet, uh, we can, uh, there are uh, several challenges that if we can meet that, then it is possible, theoretically it is possible. Why do you think that we have that kind of potential like coming to you Dr. Swapnil to, you know, completely eliminate the imports for natural gas? You see, uh, biogas is pretty versatile. Uh, I say versatile uh, in the sense uh, uh, that whenever there is a bio, uh, uh, I mean, a waste of uh, biological origin, uh, the nature has its own mechanism uh, to reduce that biomass uh, and also gives something uh, more valuable in return. Uh, we have got a very uh, large agricultural sector. Uh, it produces uh, huge volumes of what we call as agricultural waste, which are in some cases are nuisance to the society and environment. As in case of uh, Parali, you might have heard, uh, Parali in some of our states uh, is generated in so much volume that disposal of that Parali is uh, quite challenging. Uh, from both economical as well as environmental point of view. So this is where the anaerobic digestion can uh, come in handy. <coughs> in fact, there are many number of plants are coming up in the state of uh, uh, Punjab where they are converting the parali which is a nuisance into useful uh, uh, resources like methane. Uh, the secondary advantage uh, of course, this is nature's way of doing things. It all, always optimizes uh, uh, whatever is at the disposal. The secondary uh, waste is uh, after the anaerobic gy gyration, 
is called uh, a bio manure which again uh, is a, a literally organic uh, fertilizer for your fields uh, parali was one thing we also have also uh, we also have a very big uh, sugar can uh, i mean a sugar industry uh, waste from this uh, industry has also very large potential for uh, generation of biogas we also have our household waste uh, i mean uh, you think of any biological waste and it can go to the production of biogas that is why what dr somen said uh, uh, is true because if we use our waste uh, we can convert it to not only uh, a renewable source of energy but at the same time we can uh, actually reduce our forex burden uh, of course uh, as uh, has been mentioned there are technical challenges which each feedstock for biomethanation or anaerobic digestion uh, will require a unique set of uh, microbes to cope up with whatever there is in the waste uh, but then uh, this is uh, what we do actually uh, different uh, Uh, i mean researchers from different uh, walks of uh, or fields uh, come together and find an optimal uh, another challenge is uh, this uh, this related to the logistic logistic of uh, gathering this raw material and bringing bringing it to the digester because once we start this digesters it's not possible that uh, some day will feed them and other they will not so then the entire bacteria <laughs> population will die so the feeding to the digester has to be constant so uh, there should be a constant source of one once you start a cbg project so you will uh, put big digester biodigesters okay so once this uh, organism will start producing uh, this biogas then they need constant feeding so that constant feeding means constant sourcing up the raw, raw material so so until unless you first work out uh, ensure continuous and supply of this uh, uh, this raw material organic waste and they are required processing pre processing so until until unless you ensure that then uh, otherwise it will be problematic you see understand so first uh, uh, so this is basically logistical issue but when we have like so much waste why is this like issue coming in no i mean uh, there are like uh, municipal solid waste for example okay so if you are generating uh, biogas from municipal solid waste so the pro- problem is majority of uh, municipal solid waste are not properly segregated in india the organic contents are not segregated so you have to collect enough um, waste and then you have to uh, have this sorting and segregation facility okay so then and then you put it into di- uh, digester so so uh, likewise there are challenge uh, for different feedstock there are different challenges but uh, it's not that they, they are not surmountable of course it's possible and uh, towards that uh, already many companies are now upcoming in india so uh, who are coming in a big way for producing cbg so there are challenges uh, if you recognize that uh, the typical challenges for each uh, like in parali for example so parali has a challenge challenges of its pre processing okay it is a lignin based uh, by, uh, organic waste so if you do not manage this lignin content properly so ultimately what will happen is that they they 
will not you will not get what you are what you, you uh, the uh, uh, the based on which you will design your biodiester you will not you may not get that kind of yield okay typically uh, one ton of parali theoretically can generate 250 meter cube of uh, 250 to 300 meter cube of uh, raw biogas but if you do not process that parali pre process it properly so you may not get that kind of yield and also there is a hazard of choking up the biodiester by lignin what okay. happens uh, uh, this parali is what we uh, would call technically as lignocellulosic uh, biomass there is cellulose and there is lignin lignin is a natural chemical which protects your uh, biomass it makes it hard the problem is that lignin is harder to digest by those uh, microbes so but at the microbe has to reach the uh, cellulosic part so the pre processing is required so that uh, it is either pre uh, cooked or uh, shredded to very small size so that the cellulosic part is reachable by the microbes so uh, these are the challenges i mean uh, other uh, biomass have uh, there are own set of challenges like uh, uh, the biomass that uh, dr soven alreal mentioned press mud it is a by uh, product of sugar baking it has large amount of sulfur so when you convert it to biogas your biogas will have very large amount of hydrogen sulfide uh, which is in turn is uh, harmful to your process equipment pipelines everything so that, 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 that is uh, another challenge to mitigate so uh, but of course technological solution <coughs> are available for all these challenges so you know like let's discuss about your technology now that why do you think that we need to convert the raw biogas to pipeline quality gas first of all as dr soven said uh, there are four uh, main constituents of biogas one is methane the most desirable uh, because it burns it has got calorific value then there is co2 which uh, again it doesn't burn but it makes uh, up to uh, 40 or 45% of your total biogas production so if you have to transport your biogas or compress it you will be compressing this 45% of co2 which is not needed so removal of this co2 at the uh, point of production is logical the rest of the two components are uh, moisture and hydrogen sulfide which together are a deadly combination because they cause uh, corrosion in your pipelines in your uh, gas engines etc that is why government of india or rather uh, the bureau of indian standards bis has given a, a specification which is called uh, bis 16087 uh, it was introduced in 2013 and it was later uh, uh, modified so it says that for pipeline application uh, your compressed biogas or, or biomethane shall have minimum 90% of methane not greater than 4% of co2 less than 
0.5% of oxygen less than 20% of uh, 20 ppm that is parts of parts per million of hydrogen sulfide and less than 5 parts per million of uh, moisture. Uh, moisture that kind of uh, stringent uh, spec is there and that is why uh, technology uh, like ours are required so as to uh, remove co2 hydrogen sulfide and moisture from your biogas so that it can be used industrially reliably and safely uh, either as a cooking fuel or as a vehicular fuel so uh, whenever we put in a large uh, uh, systematic i mean uh, applications like uh, as an alternative to cng that is why it is called cbg compressed biogas it's a renewable alternative to uh, cng then we have to have those the same kind of safety standards uh, uh, speaking of our technology our technology uh, uh, has been uh, tailor made to the requirement of raw biogas when the raw biogas is produced the inherent inherent pressure is not very great it is hardly uh, little above the atmospheric pressure so we designed our technology so as to keep our operating pressures as close to atmospheric pressure is possible so we do not expend uh, extra energy to run our uh, purification system otherwise uh, uh, if you are uh, using more energy then the net output of energy will be less uh, of course after purification you have to compress it Uh, to make it suitable to put in your cng or uh, cng equivalent vehicles uh, in fact just to add on uh, there are two uh, end use one is as a, uh, as a replacement of pipe natural gas okay so if you want to use as a pipe natural gas then co2 content then uh, co2 content should be less than 14% okay uh, the 90 uh, the, the methane content should be 90% plus but uh, stringent specification of co2 is there when you intend to use this gas as as a vehicular uh, fuel in cng uh, equivalent fuel so then uh, it's more stringent the co2 content has to be less than 4% otherwise what happens uh, because you are going to uh, pressurize it as you are saying to 250 bar okay in cylinders 250 bar high pressure so uh, if the co2 content is more than 4% what will happen when you release that uh, high pressure gas to your engine internal combustion engine so during that process due to joule thomson effect there dry ice formation will take place so that will choke all the uh, this um, nozzles and valves nozzles and valves so that's why it's more stringent when you are when you intend to use that gas as a vehicular fuel by when say can we you know like uh, completely swap the cng with cbg well uh, technologically we are ready hmm. what's stopping us uh, see uh, the implementation uh, under the uh, uh, the government satat scheme is currently at very earlier stages there are only around 40 odd plants which are operational so you can uh, i can say like this uh, government of india initially had a target of uh, setting up 5000 cbg plant across india 
by 2023 i think am i right so so far only 50 plants has been established so you can see there is a still a huge gap to before you can uh, say that yes we are close to the target uh, and one of the uh, uh, plant is again uh, factor is again the continuous availability of feedstock stock yeah uh because if you uh, uh say in case of parali there is a certain period of time when the parali is available if you want to run just your biogas plant on based on parali you have to have a large uh, space just to keep your inventory then uh, which it most of the times is not possible so you look for other uh, reliable uh, sources like say cow dung now your uh, that bacterial uh, uh, bacteria has to be designed such that it will uh, it can uh, digest cow dung as well as parali so these are the operational challenge i will not say these are technological challenge but industry being new uh, uh, what i feel uh, it's my personal view that most of the players are not Uh, still very well versed or experienced in all these operational uh, nitigrities with new space right now and if say uh, one uh, player is facing difficulty the other uh, players are uh, already alarmed that okay he is facing the difficulty it is not the technology it is just that uh, there is no uh, i mean there is not a uh, what we i would call a critical uh, Mm, mass of bio uh, this plants or operators which are experienced enough who can do the uh, i mean understand the nitigrities and uh, make the adjustment do you think that something of that kind for example if we have a biogas plant you know specific to each state like every state would have their own set of wastes coming in so probably something that is specific to you know geographical location that could be like an area that probably we could look on so the supply chain gets fixed and like just uh, in fact it is happening in most of the places i mean uh, government at policy level and at uh, state levels have been uh, <coughs> very active uh, not only in making the policy to see how it is being actually implemented so uh, this kind of changes at district levels or uh, Uh, they are being implemented uh, now uh, government of india has given a, another in- incentive uh, they have involved all our oil marketing companies like iocl bpcl hpcl gale so all they have uh, government of uh, india has instructed them uh, if any cbg producer private cbg produ- uh, producer can uh, provide a required amount of cbg per day so they have fixed the pricing so uh, initially it, uh, they are saying that uh, you will you are guaranteed a price of 46 rupees okay 46 rupees per kg of uh, cbg so now they have further uh, changed it and now they have linked it to the day to day this pricing of natural gas they have linked it to natural gas price so they have upgraded the pricing also so this is also uh, on one of the incentive to the cbg uh, producing companies so if you can generate they have set up a limit if you i mean the quantity should be minimum 2 2 tons per day 
2000 kg per day of cbg if you can generate that kind that and that kind of uh, cbg then you can approach a oil marketing company they will guarantee that they will buy that kind of cbg from you so would you say that we are on a good track and you know like india would see that definitely i mean the kind of uh, ambitious commitments we are making uh, in terms of reducing our greenhouse uh, emissions Uh, India has to lead. Actually, it is not that we are uh, 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 very large emitters of CO2 per capita, at least per capita wise. But uh, it is, uh, you know, uh, very very good that government of India has shown uh, uh, very serious commitments to de- reduce. And uh, despite being, despite not not being a developed country. So uh, it is a way we are showing the torch to the. I mean, no, actually, the fact is that if you don't do it, the full brunt of global warming will is going to come to us only because we'll be the worst sufferer. Although we are not responsible uh, for the hot <laughs> the current situation, but still uh, we have to face the music. We are the most vulnerable. Most vulnerable. and that is there you know like we i really appreciate what government of india and specifically our honorable prime minister narendra modi ji is doing even with the coming of the india energy week i think it's a great great initiative to put india on the global map and like as i feel that you know somewhere he also and the entire body gets confidence from people like you because who are working so actively in decarbonizing india's energy footprint while providing the access and security to energy so thank you for doing that and thank you for seeing it with that confidence that india has to lead thank you for being with us today here thank you thank, thank you, you ma'am thank, thank you so much. Thank you.